Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Well, that's it. We are never going to find out what happened to Finn Balor. The rope broke last week, and then we got to last night's SmackDown, and it wasn't even on the thing. So, when people come up to you and say, hey, tell me the story of the demon, you have to go, well, one day he just came back as that guy, and then he went real crazy in a match, and then, yeah, the top rope break, he fell on his face, and we never saw him again. Ah, well, what are you going to do? We've got to move forward. And my name is Simon Miller. Welcome to What Culture Wrestling. I'm not sure whether it will show up on camera, but yes, I have a bunch of marks over my body because I had a wrestling match last night. And if you can believe it, I lost because of the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. Not in a particularly good mood. Let's up those doubts. <laughs> draft night on SmackDown. Even though I don't particularly like the brand split because I think it'd be more fun if we merged the shows together, I always do get excited about the draft. I mean, this makes no sense, but look at me, I'm an idiot. We got straight into it too as Pat McAfee and Michael Cole explained it all to us and that makes me laugh. Just like, some people are going to move shows. That's it. It's as far as it goes, but we have to get some instructions. We then did get right into the shifting and as I said last year and as I'll probably say every year, I much preferred it when WWE used to have that big screen that went random, 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 and then somebody's face just popped up on it because it was really, really dumb. But not in a bad way, in a fun way. And I get that they're trying to be more like the NFL, but this isn't the NFL, it's the world of sports entertainment. I really do think we could just entertain ourselves a little bit more. But Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville did come out and they were standing at that podium that I swear we only use for the draft and giving out Slammy Awards. And if you can believe it, the number one draft in the draft, that was the wrong thing, the number one pick in the draft was me. <laughs> can you believe it? Everyone would be like, who the flub is this bald guy? It was still kind of stupid though because it was Roman Reigns. And a big graphic came up on the screen and it said drafted to SmackDown Roman Reigns. And like, Shouldn't it be staying on SmackDown, Roman Reigns? It's like somebody coming up to him and going, Miller, you better get home right now. And I'm sat there in my house. Anywho, he was number one. Big E, the WWE champion, was number two. And he's going to Raw. And that makes all the sense in the world. So I guess our first surprise was that Charlotte is going to SmackDown. 
I don't see that one coming. We had one last raw one as well, because of course we need to balance the books, and this was Bianca Blair. Now I'm going to assume when we get to Monday, it will be announced that Becky Lynch 2 is following her, but if not WWE, you better make it so, Captain Picard, that Bianca Belair gets her revenge on the man, otherwise I'm gonna be upset. I mean, not really, I'm just saying it for effect. I do wanna say one more time that WWE could be far more goofy with this, but look, did I enjoy hearing who was gonna go where and who was gonna go there? Of course I did, up. Smackdown then pulled a surprise out of his ass. Loved it. But our tribal chief was here and he was really proud because he had defeated Finn Balor last week before Paul Hamer was like, oh, now we're going to go on to Crown Jewel and we're going to smash Brock Lesnar because that's just what they do. At this moment, I realized, yes, we were never going to get explanation for the top rope break, but I already told you we're moving on. Also, as I have said time and time again, though, you cannot say a wrestler's name on a wrestling show. This is like going to the mirror and going Candyman three times or however the hell that was. If you do do it, the wrestler will turn up Yes, from nowhere, here was Brockers Lesnar. This rocked because the fans reacted like they'd just been given free pizza. And do not forget this new version of Brock looks like a character from Tekken. And Tekken is a really good fighting game. Honestly, I think this may be the best incarnation of the beast yet. We didn't muck around either because Roman Reigns and Lesnar started getting into it. And while our tribal chief had the upper hand for about eight seconds, all of a sudden Brock was beating him up before the Usos ran out to try and help their cousin. And <laughs> you know what happened in here. Jimmy and Jay basically got murdered. Lesnar then demanded Roman got back in the ring, but of course he's a coward, so he wouldn't. So Brock continued to just destroy Jimmy and Jay Uso. And this was absolutely fantastic because again, I didn't know that Brock was going to be on the show. And while it is going down at Crown Jewel, which I'd really rather it wasn't, I do want to see this match now that the roles are reversed. This was also greeted by so much noise, I'm giving it up. Quick interview with Charlotte after this as well. She's really super duper happy that she's back on SmackDown because she's the champ. I was like, all right, good for you. Here's a cookie. I then had a thought happens sometimes. But Kevin Owens, now far from me for speculate, because what the hell do I know? Absolutely nothing. But if you were said to me, doesn't it look, Simon, like WWE may be having him lose a lot of matches because his contract is due in January 2020 and maybe he hasn't re-signed? And I would say to you, yes, it does look a little bit like that. Maybe we should keep our eye on it. But it was KO versus Happy Corbin. And yeah, this was another fun match, especially because WWE did exactly what I asked. And Riddick Moss is now known as Mad Cat Moss. Now, I never advocated for him being some weird joker who just tells terrible jokes. But I like these two together. I mean, they are super idiots. I mean, that is the intention as well. You're meant to go, oh my gosh, this pair, what the hell, where did you come from? And even though Madcap was telling all these terrible jokes, Baron Corbin was just laughing like a hyena. So I can't help it. I got into it and I'm very excited to see where this goes. They did make their way to the ring and yeah, Baron Corbin just beat Kevin Owens. Now Riddick Moss, whatever the hell we're gonna call him, was helping him a lot. I mean, at one point he just grabbed Kevin Owens and pulled him down from the apron. But then Baron hit the end of days on the outside. He hit the end of the days back in the ring. One, two, three. And it was just a little bit like, huh, okay. Once again, I am a little bit intrigued. Now, I do want to say WWE, you have to start telling a bigger story with the end of days. I don't think anybody has ever kicked out of it. And it is such a badass move. But it did feel like a definitive end to the feud. Although WWE does that all the time. And then what poof magic, we're doing the match again. 
But yeah, you know what? I was into it, so up. And also, this from nowhere stuff continued because WWE just went, oh yeah, I uh, forgot to mention, next week on Raw and SmackDown, we are going to be doing the King of the Ring tournament and we're going to be doing the Queen of the Ring tournament. I was like looking around like, did I miss something? No, apparently not. I just came out of the cannon. I swear to Xavier Woods better win this. We have done everything good with Kofi Kingston. We have done everything good with Big E. And now Xavier needs his time in the sun. Once again, if you don't do this WWE, I'm going to go moan on Reddit. Round two of the draft next, or more reading of a list. This was pretty damn major though, because Drew McIntyre is going to SmackDown and Edge is going to Raw. Now I felt like a proud pup because I had said I thought Drew was going to be drafted. And the reason I got so excited about Edge is because now we can do Edge versus AJ Styles. If they now move AJ to SmackDown, oh, we've done it. I'm not doing it again. Woods and Kofi are also moved to SmackDown. I know some people are upset about this. Like, oh, they split up the New Day again. But as we've learned, we don't really ever split up the New Day. So I'm not too worried about it. And RK-Bro are staying on Raw. Once again, it's still stupid to say they got drafted to the show that I'm already on. McIntyre cut a promo afterwards where he continues to point his sword at people. And again, that's not a reference to anything else. And I suppose the only real shame here is that we will still do the Big E versus Drew McIntyre match. And now we know for sure who's going to lose that. WWE then went nuts. My word. Because Edge arrived on the scene to another crazy reaction and started to say, oh my gosh, I'm going to Raw and I was on the first episode of SmackDown. I can't believe it. It's going to be so exciting. Before he turned his attentions to Seth Rollins and when we as fans stepped into a time machine. Because after Edge told Rollins to get his ass out of here, we cut to the big screen and as it turned out, Seth wasn't even at SmackDown. He had gone to the home of Adam Copeland, which do not forget back in the past is exactly what Edge had done to John Cena. I mean, he beat up John Cena's dad. The radar superstar lost his mind when he saw this and he ran to the back and I wanted to go, Edge, unless you got some kind of fast travel save point back there, I don't think you're going to get there in time. When we saw Seth Rollins in Edge's house, and my word, this character is great. I mean, he was stalking somebody else's family. This is dark, dark stuff. And admittedly, all he really did was drink some orange juice and like look at the kids' pictures and go, <laughs> they kind of suck. But it's the way he does it, you're like, bro, you unhinged. We then come back to Edge, who was on the phone to Beth Phoenix, going, don't go home, don't go home. And I was a bit like, man, it is Beth Phoenix. I think she could probably handle Seth Rollins. But he also dropped in, I've told Daniel and Dave to go around there. Now, I may be completely wrong, but I think that was a reference to FTR. So that rocked. Pat was so good here, too, because he was like, Edge, what are you doing? Don't ring your friends and your wife. Ring the flipping police. And the only real shame with this one is that we didn't get a finish to it. This just ended, and I was like, oh, well, I guess we're going to go back to Seth Rollins in the crazy house later. But we didn't, so I can only assume now, like 12, 14 hours on, Seth Rollins is still chilling out in Edge's house. Now, look, we may get to next week, and there may be a big payoff, so I am giving it an up. But if this becomes a Finn Balor rope situation, eh, let's not talk about it. This whole feud has been absolute fire, though. One of the best things in WWE. And then, damn it, WWE, you gotta stop doing this stuff you just do. And what am I talking about? Well, for what must be the 69th time in 2021, we were doing Liv Morgan versus Carmella, even though Liv Morgan had beaten Carmella at the pay-per-view. So in what reality would you ever do this again? Oh, we didn't even get the match. We didn't even get it. Instead, they brawled and Carmella was terrified about her face. So she put a mask on and then she beat Liv Morgan up and a sign may as well have come down going 50-50 booking, 50-50 booking. Also, does WWE not watch their own show? Sheamus is doing a mask gimmick right now. You can't just give it to someone else and go, they won't know, they won't know. We always know we are huge geeks and we are huge nerds. 
Also, I like Liv Morgan and I like Carmella. You can give them more. You also have other women on the roster that you can use. Get it down. Back to the draft afterwards, and NXT's hit row is coming to SmackDown. Now, these guys are great, and if we use them correctly, which I know is always a worry, they will absolutely smash it. So, yes, another one we have to be patient for. Happy Corbin and Moss are also staying on Friday nights, and Keith Lee is going to be on Monday nights. And we found out that Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash, in terms of their home, is going to be Raw. Even though on Raw, those two are going, oh, we don't go where we're drafted because we're the tag team champions. But again, I'm just going to say three initials, WWE. And speaking of World Wrestling Entertainment, they then did a multi-man match. These are literally always good. Up. And it was a New Day teaming up with the Street Profits to take on the Dirty Dogs and Alpha Academy. And while we probably do need to inject some new tag teams into the tag team division, listen to all the names that came out of my mouth. They're so damn talented. Chad Gable was the man here too when he just caught Montez Ford out of midair and started working over his leg. And then Otis was getting on in the act as well because Montez was like, haha, I'm free. Watch me do this dive. And Otis caught him again and just chucked him into the abyss. We really could do more with Alpha Academy rather than just have them stumble in here and there. Montez then kept getting grabbed and thrown into the floor. And I was like, dude, you need a new strategy. It's not working. Although, to be fair, he did come up with one because he saw Angelo Dawkins. He gave him the hot tag and Angelo Dawkins, he ran wild. Not like that. He'd probably just fall down and break himself. He went nuts as he always does, and he is a very good hot tagger, if that's the right word. And then finally Montez Ford hit his dive, and Kofi Kingston was hitting clotheslines off the steel steps. And given that the New Day had just been drafted, they were able to get the win. Because after Bobby Roode had pretended he was going to steal one, the New Day grabbed him, they gave him that backbreaker stomp thing, and they got the pinfall, and then they were like, yes, yes, we did it. It's just fun. It was kind of just there, but I'll never be against it. WWE then started to overthink the draft because Sonya said, I don't want to read this one out because Naomi is staying on SmackDown. I was like, aren't you supposed to be in charge of these things? So what the flub is going on? And Jeff Hardy was also announced as going to SmackDown. So, oh, that's good because usually the draft serves as a reset. So hopefully we'll do something with the man. And we also found out that Ray and Dominic are going to Raw. So we did have some pretty big moves. We also must have big plans for Austin Theory as well because he got announced for Raw as well. And you just knew somewhere Johnny Gargano shed a little bit of a tear. And then all my hopes for Jeff Hardy were crushed. I mean, that honestly took about 45 seconds. Because he was about to cut a promo when Brock Lesnar just walked up and Jeff was like, man, I don't want any of you. He's like, bye, Jeff. I'll see you in about seven weeks after you vanish from TV. Although Brock was great here. Who said he can't cut a promo? He was all jolly and he was all like, you know what? I'm a free agent and the reason I can do this is all thanks to Paul Heyman. So we are planting those seeds and actually we zoom straight to Roman Reigns, who just looks so irate. And poor, poor Heyman, he was crying. His eyes were all red. And I was like, man, that poor, poor guy. Eventually somebody's going to rip his head off. Roman then went potty about all of this and said, look, Paul, you better make sure that the Usos stay on SmackDown. Because, of course, he knows if that doesn't happen, he is not going to be protected. This storyline is really, really good. And I can actually see a world where the Usos do go to Mondays. And then what the hell happens then? And then it was Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. And I was going through my fictional advertising dictionary, which is not a thing. And I was like, did you advertise this WWE? Did you promote it? And if you did, you didn't do it very well because I didn't see it. This was a WrestleMania rematch. WrestleMania, what's coming out of my mouth today? A WrestleMania rematch. Who wouldn't get pumped for this? 
Now, it doesn't really matter because it was great, but still up. Becky Lynch was also on commentary, and yes, at Crown Jewel, we are going to get Becky Lynch versus Sackage Banks versus Bianca Belair, and I'd much rather have that at WrestleMania, but whatever. And do we have a Stone Cold Steve Austin 2001 situation with Lynch? Her Hill character is actually brilliant. Like some of the stuff she was saying on commentary was genuinely funny, but that just makes me want to boo her even less. What are you going to do? This did all finish with shenanigans as well, which we'll get to in one second. But before that, my word, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair just have such good chemistry. I mean, Sasha is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And Bianca Belair is so good as a babyface and so good with all her power stuff. She does these crazy moves and you're like, man, you really are the strongest and you kind of regret it because it's never good saying catchphrases out loud. We had this massive DDT for a near fall that I really enjoyed and then Bianca Belair was just flying around the place. But unfortunately this went bad because Sasha knocked her off the apron and she almost collided with Becky Lynch. Now the man didn't like this so they started to get into it and as Bianca tried to get back in the ring, Becky Lynch pulled on her hair and Sasha went, well I'm an experienced pro wrestler. And she used the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, and she got the one, two, three. So that was late. It just was. It was also another distraction, so we bring it down, it rolls up to 107. It was just one of those scenarios where you book the match, but you don't really know how to get out of the match. Charlotte Flair just flew in straight away, and she beat up both Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, which didn't allow Charlotte to pose with her title and Becky Lynch to pose with her title, and that was pretty cool. But I just would have rather we hadn't have had that finish beforehand, because it kind of popped my balloon. It was like I was at my own birthday party and someone went, ha ha, you've got no friends. And I was like, man, this is a really crappy day. And then let go of the balloon because you think it's going to float away, but it doesn't and it falls to the floor. Point is down. It's just become lazy and it's become a crutch for WWE and I'm going to call it out. However, I thought this SmackDown was quite good. It was well easy to watch. Having all these draft things, even though they could have more fun, it's just like, oh my gosh, who's going to go where? I'm also excited about Monday. Overall, it's getting it up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.